I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. In a game very reminiscent of last year's in the Dome, except this time a heartbreaking loss and a missed opportunity. But one thing is for sure, the Orange went into Death Valley unafraid in front of 80,122 fans and gave the Tigers hell. I'm Sean, and this is the Cuse Militia Podcast. The right of the people to keep and wear orange shall not be infringed. Welcome to the Cuse Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and follow on Twitter at Q's Militia. All right, what's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please subscribe, whatever platform you listen on. We appreciate that. And we have a ton to get to today, of course, as always. But first, as always, we need to hear from my bookie. If you are an experienced sports better like Joe or a novice like myself, you know, you might lose a couple ducats here and there. But one thing's for sure, if you're not betting with my bookie, you're doing it wrong. If you're betting with any other online source, you're doing it wrong. Uh, they've been in business for years, have great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting over-unders on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is currently slammed with betters and wants to give everyone the best possible possible service. So what they're going to do for you is if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over 100 bucks. For that, you will use promo code QS25 if you just want to join in the normal business hours before 7 o'clock. You use promo code QS. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code QS. Or if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m., use promo code QS25. Uh, it's up to you guys. I would wait and get the extra money. But hey, whatever. Uh, you win. You get paid. MyBookie. Right. I wouldn't call myself an expert, but you know. Well, experienced, experienced. How about okay. that? How about that? That's a you are better. you are five and zero. Oh. You, you are five and zero oh in the my bookie picks, and we got another one, and we'll go over the last one. Um, so real quick, we mentioned the Google Hangout thing. Uh, we still plan on doing the Google Hangout thing. We want to, um, you know, it's tough getting getting on here after, during the weekends and stuff, but we want to do an impromptu one. Uh, first to go over because I I gotta be honest I don't know how it works so uh, and I know Joe I know damn well Joe has no clue how it works Absol- nope absolutely um, so another thing real quick is um um oh this this podcast is broken into the top ten on iTunes for the category of high school and college sports I I couldn't find a separate college sports um. Uh, category when I was setting it up. Maybe there's one now, and we'll move up to that and see if we can move up the rankings in that too. But as of right now, um, that's pretty cool. So uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate all the reviews, and we appreciate the downloads. Um, so that is that. Keep it up. Yeah, we got some uh, some poll progression stuff, the polls, the fan feedback. We'll obviously go over the, the loss um, and – 
from there, we'll do the uh, the pit preview. So uh, the Orange now sit at four and one overall, one and one in the ACC. Eric Dungy was twenty six for forty one through the air for an even two hundred and fifty yards, and one interception. Dungy, who usually has a prominent ground game, averaged less than a yard per rush. Thirteen rushes for eleven yards. Uh, he did, however, score his twenty fifth and twenty sixth touchdown of his career, passing all time rushing leader Joe Morris for sixth in team history and his one thousand and fortieth career pass attempt. Only Ryan Nassib is ahead of him with 1,312. Both of them are the only two in that category with 1,000-plus. It was Jamal Custis leading the Orange in receiving 73 yard, yards on five carries. Taj Harris pulled in a 51-yard bomb, and he followed up uh, Custis with 66 yards on three catches. The most notable disappointment on the stat sheet, though, is the dismal 61 yards on the ground. Sean Riley led all rushers 24 yards and two carries. The Orange only two touchdowns came from two dungy short runs. Clemson's Tre- Trevor Lawrence finished 10 for 15 for 93 yards before being knocked out of the game. Backup Chase Bryce was 7 for 13 for 83 yards, but it was ETN who pushed Clemson to the win, 203 yards and 27 carries, an average of seven and a half yards a carry. He also Mm. had three touchdowns. His rushing took a toll on the Syracuse defense that played well for most of the game. Uh, It was uh, Kylan Whitner who led the defense with 11 tackles. Kendall Coleman with two sacks, Evan Foster and Chris Slayton followed up with one each. Syracuse has eight interceptions in the 2018 season. That is tied for second in the nation, which is kudos to them. That's awesome. The defense uh, still uh, stout, I think, after that game. Uh, they did they did play pretty good, like I said. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll go. So what we'll do, Joe, is we're we're going to go over the negative stuff, and we're going to leave this game on a positive note because there's there's a lot of positive stuff to draw, I think, from this game. Yeah. And um, there's no moral victories, I don't believe. No. But you can look at the bright side of things, and that's what we try to do here. So uh, lead me off, Joe. Lead me off on some of the some of the negatives here. The negatives, I think, were uh, timely penalties that kind of uh, hurt in certain <laughs> situations, especially the uh, ineligible man downfield in the fourth quarter. And um, that one was huge. That was my- yeah. That that was huge. Uh, the fact that we got stuck kicking three field goals in the second quarter uh, and without being able to get one of those as a touchdown, I think we just needed to be able to score a little bit more and. Um, I would say probably a little bit of – I don't want to call it clock management, but um, – Everybody else the, is calling it clock management. You know, I know, but it's it was it was one of those things where it was kind of just unfortunate, but it just seemed to me like we probably could have possibly called a timeout at some point in that, that, that last drive to maybe – to maybe get, talk things over, give somebody some rest, you yeah. know, stuff like that. But Hands I think also, also, too, I think a little bit of um, – the play calling in the second half was also a little uh, offensive sca- play calling. Offensively, yeah, it right. was a little. Um, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen them try to possibly, um, you know, just get some first downs and, and kind of put some drives together and, and kind of eat some of the clock away and, and end up getting some points. Um, even Dino Babers in his press conference post game talked about, you know, trying to go for it and get that one play, and they thought that if they could get, you know, to thirty that they thought that they were going to be okay. But the fact that we didn't score in the third quarter and it took that muff punt in the fourth quarter, I mean, it just kept them in the fact that we, we kicked so many field goals early. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's the negative stuff. And really against a team like them, I mean, it almost seems like nitpicking. It's just, we knew, we knew that it had to be kind of perfect, you know? Right. Because they can just line up and do what they did in the second or well, fourth quarter really, but they just kind of lined up and they imposed their will. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Well, over time, as far as depth and, and getting the time of possession, they were on the field a lot in the second half, and it just wore down our, our defensive line and our linebackers and safety. I mean, pretty much our whole defense. You saw a lot of missed tackles. Uh, we had chances right there to make tackles, and there was just a lot of missed tackles from tired players, and uh, unfortunately, we ended up on the wrong side of this one. When it, when it felt after the third quarter, I'm sure, to Clemson fans like it was going to be a loss, and to Syracuse fans, it, it was going to be a win. Um, but again, that's why there's four quarters. That's why they play as they go to zero, and again, I mean, I think the depth of Clemson and just being able to just kind of rush it down our throats just kind of Took its toll on us. Yeah, you know, we talked. Um, oh, my gosh, I forgot in the open. I knew I was forgetting something. Uh, a big thanks to Justin Page from CNY Central. I almost forgot. So uh, Channel 3 and 5, I guess, CNY Central, they they interviewed Joe and I last Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it was Tuesday. Um, it was on the 530 News and everything. I just want to thank Justin for that. But in, in that um, in the interview, when we, we were talking to him, Joe, we talked about how Clemson, they only allow two yards per rush, okay? Mm-hmm. They've, only, they've only allowed three rushing touchdowns all year before they played Syracuse. We, Dungy scored two rushing. I mean, I know their goal line, you know, short yeah, We runs, only rushed but, for 61 yards, so, I mean. Yeah, I know, but they did. They're two yards per rush. That's, a, that's what we averaged 2.3 the whole game. So, yeah. Um, you know they're right at their average, and in their you know their defense was just a little bit better than our offense on the um, on the on the on the run. So yeah, I just I think I, I would have liked to have seen just you, a bunch of quicker passes and uh, possibly some screens sprinkled in there, especially when their defense was getting really uh, aggressive. And I mean, you could tell once uh, Trevor Lawrence he was out and they came out at the halftime that. You know the defense and the rest of the team. They were going to kind of come together and try to do what they can to w- to win the game, and and that's what they did. You know they kind of did it like Dabo Sweeney said, the old-fashioned way, it's just the old-fashioned way to win in a game. And that's just hard-nosed defense and not allowing any points and and just grounding and pounding and hope that eventually your will will break them or the the other team will get tired. And and that's what happened. And that's what they had to do to to win. So you think. Um- with Trevor Lawrence going out, would you almost rather have seen him stay in? Um, it seemed, I mean, I, it's hard to say. You never know, it's, but I, know I tell you, you what, there's no way that they would have ended up rushing, running right. the ball that many times. That's exactly what I was it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been that outcome, that's for sure. Who's to say he doesn't come out and start shredding us up through the air? But either way, True. yes, I mean, in some ways, you know, in hindsight, you might want to come back and look and see, you know, because it was but, ETN that that killed us, and they they went to him mainly. Right, you know, but again, even on top of that, I mean, the third quarter they didn't get any points. What would they get? Maybe a field goal. Um. Yeah, I don't have the point breakdown. No, they got a couple field goals. Yeah, because it was twenty three to thirteen. So yeah, they they were at halftime at seven. So I mean, I guess they were moving the ball and they were getting some field goals. So yeah, I mean, in hindsight, as soon as Trevor Lawrence got out and they brought this other guy in. Um, they it it just it went completely vanilla and it was basically like we're just going to line up hard nose and we're just going to run it down your throats and then you know hit a, a couple small short passes. That fourth down that he hit on that last drive was crucial and that was probably the play of the game. Well, obviously that and then the illegal man downfield that stopped our our first down. Yeah, um, but those the, two- the fourth and six was a gift because it was a fourth and one with a false start. And now you push him back five yards. And but yeah, I thought we were going to stop him right there. I, I didn't know exactly I know. what was going to happen. Yeah. I know. So 
And and for everybody else who wants to, you know, we lost to a third stringer, this, this, and that. Like, it's still a quarterback who got a, a scholarship to Clemson. The guy was a four-star recruit. He's more highly he was more highly recruited than probably, I mean, I want to say DeVito's probably close, but before DeVito, uh, probably the last 15 years, something like that. And so, um, the, the guy is a good player. So we just definitely don't want to use the, you know, get on Syracuse and be all negative because, Oh, we lost to a third stringer. Like there's not, you know, a ton it's of still, negative. it's still, it's still Clemson. And at right, the end of the right, day, right. I mean, he's a talented guy and just handing the ball off eventually, did us in and did enough to kind of get us tired to, uh, to be able to do what they did. The fourth and six was a 20 yard pass though. That's, that was the last play that screwed us. So ultimately that was the dagger, I think, because it was the last play that, that we could have stopped in. There was, there was what, um, I wrote it down here. Uh, I think there was only two. Yeah. There was only two fifty remaining in regulation at that fourth and six. Point. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, know, I mean, you get that the ball back right there. To, yeah. yeah. And then you punt it. You know, they were at the 50-yard line or something like that, right? No, yeah. Around so, that, maybe barely inside, but yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're looking at even if you go three and out and you kill some clock, you're looking at, you know, drastically changing the field position. So, yeah. I mean, it is, you know, it is what it is. I mean. There's we, a lot of things you can say in hindsight, you know. At the end of the yeah. day, we went down there and we – played our hearts out you know there's nothing to be nothing to be ashamed of i mean it it, it, the only thing to be you know that's upsetting obviously is to anybody watching it looked like you know obviously we were in the position to win the game and we let it go uh but it is still clemson uh trill williams got his interception um you know but they turned the ball over three times right two fumbles and uh interception so the opportunities were there our defense did a good job they rattled they were definitely rattling Trevor Lawrence before they knocked him out of the game. You know, yeah. they got to him a couple times. There was an intentional grounding that wasn't called. They yeah, just, that's true. Because the ball never reached the line of scrimmage. They didn't even look at that. It was like five yards short. So Yeah, thank God they missed the field goal on that. But yeah, exactly, obviously in exactly. hindsight it didn't. It didn't I mean matter, again, right? as as a fan, you gotta look at it like in the beginning of the season, would you have taken if if I'd have told you after the Clemson game you were gonna be four and one? You'd have taken you, that and you'd have been you'd happy. Have taken it. Oh, 100%, yeah. especially considering yeah. – I mean, people probably would have laughed you, laughed at you because and we went, nobody – We went uh, – Syracuse.com, we, uh, I had tweeted out something about, what was it, 17 quarters without giving up the lead. Of course, uh, in the first quarter, Clemson did outscore us with a touchdown to our two field goals. But it was uh, someone at Syracuse.com who actually tracked the minutes. It was 254 minutes and six seconds. So – no. You know, we held the lead for the entire right. year so far. So, and we Well, and that's again, that's a lot of that. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting stat, but just this specific one as far as I remember being you coming out of that first quarter. I mean, obviously a Syracuse fan just being up or being close, but right. we dominated we dominated that first quarter and for us to be down 7-6, it was kind of like, ah, uh, you yeah, know, and then deflating. we came back in the second yeah. quarter and I mean, we played that first half and it was awesome, but we needed to come out with more tu- with more touchdowns. We need to be we needed to be able to score. And with the, with the defense that we have and the depth that we have, uh, I think as you as we go through the the season and some of these other teams and offenses progress, uh, we're going to need to score thirty plus points to win. And we can though we can you know this. Well, yes, absolutely. We have in every every game other right. than this one. So I right. think that's just a testament to Clemson's defense. And um, again, just a couple mistakes here and there and. Who knows how many more points would be on the board? So, um, a couple positives that you can take away from this as well. Um, how about Sterling Hoffrichter? <laughs> yeah, he in in Schmidt too. And Schmidt, yeah. So They're overall special teams. I mean, it takes a it took a hit because our long snapper Matt Keller announced it was announced today that he is out for the season. Yeah, he's so, pretty tear um, ACL or something. It, uh, yeah, he's he's yeah he's out for the season and. Uh, that's hopefully doesn't hurt. Um, well, because because of how good our, our special teams has been. So yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. It, with uh, Hoffrichter, his he averaged. I mean, this is these are NFL numbers. Averaging forty eight point six yards a punt and four inside the twenty, and uh, Schmidt too. So those those I think those are two uh, two guys that are going to. Uh, 
Oh, that we'll as see much in the NFL. As, so that's as much the the kicking game in in the Clemson game, the punting in the field goals, especially the punting, the way he changed the field. You know, he backed them guys up, and those balls hung in the air so long that a couple of them are muffed. So they got yeah. they got Custis one back. Made sure he wasn't going to miss the second one. That's right. That's right. So that's what a high ball will do. Um, and he's got a, he's got a booming leg, man. He's you know it's it's awesome. I oh yeah. It. Well, so. and as much as I didn't want to settle for field goals, I mean Schmidt went in there in that hostile environment, and just banged field. I mean it was the second one that he hit, fifty one or fifty two yarder. Yeah, like, fifty one. Yeah. So yeah, just um, an unfazed guy, man. He needs a scholarship. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and he'll he'll get he'll get that. He'll de- he'll, he'll yeah. definitely get it. Yeah. So, um, and, you know the the other thing. I, I would say would have to be we, we went there in that hostile environment eighty thousand one hundred and twenty two fans with a good yeah. showing from from Q's Nation by the way they were out there but oh um, yeah they were but there was so much orange you really couldn't tell but I think yeah, I know but they the were last there, two years I think we've gained the respect of that team I think the coaches have mutual respect at the fans I mean they they rushed the field well they don't they always rush the field when they win I there? have no idea yeah I think they do well either way it's a bad look. I know it's a bad look, but I think that's what they do, though. They've been in the national championship the last three years, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know. I mean, Come there on. has got to be some type of expectation there was, down there. But hey, I mean, Twitter the end, did explode I mean, about that. Oh yeah, they did. But still, I mean, coming from if if you actually try to put your yourself in a Clemson fan's um, shoes, that must have been that's one of the better comebacks. I mean, being down ten. With yeah. 12 minutes to go at home yeah. to a team that beat you last year and had been pretty much dominating the game, and you got your third stringer, and that whole Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence thing happened. I mean, uh-huh. I, I bet you there was a lot of guys that were just. It didn't look I good mean, going in, right? I mean, you're right, 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 right. The spirits were were not at 100 percent, definitely. No, no, and I'll tell you what, coming out that second half, that team looked re-energized. I mean, I don't know if it was just because they learned it's like something. Dabo learned something from last year and just. Uh, Subbed out early because I know there was a couple times early when I saw you know the second stringers and I didn't see a couple you know big number ninety and stuff like that in there, so um, you know maybe that was part of it this year to where you know they kind of paced themselves and knew how long the game with Syracuse it was, but uh, I mean that team looked like they were in it like they all came together and they weren't gonna let this whole quarterback situation. They, stop them from beating us or from us beating them again. You right. know, like they that's were, they were definitely re-energized after the half. You could tell almost immediately. And that's when you started to notice our play calling too was almost timid. And I'm not Yeah. I don't mean like you're afraid you want to just hold on to the yeah, game. You don't yeah, want to like do anything you're trying dumb. to milk it. Yeah, you can't milk thirty minutes of football. Not with no. a, not like that. Not against a team like that. Now I don't think that's what Babers was trying to do, but he was a little he was a little conservative with the play calls. I think, yeah, like and, almost and, too In turn, to, our defense was just on the field for way too yes, long. Yes, the and they just got whooped. I mean, there's no way around it. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Sweeney did have a couple of things to say. We cut some of that audio for you at his post game presser. Here it is. Um, man, hats off to Syracuse. I mean, what an unbelievable uh, fight that. Uh, uh, those that, those guys had. I mean, Dino does a great job. He's he's a um, he, he's he's one of the best coaches in this league, and uh, you know just to see his team play like they did to come into this place and to, and to compete. Uh, I thought they played with a with a lot of toughness and a will to win, uh, and that's a reflection of, of the coaching staff. So and uh, and they just hung in there. Uh, we got our first interception of the year. Uh, I thought we should have had one more, but uh, Trayvon Mullen gets gets knocked out. Now you got a true freshman in Kyler McMichael out there playing against a pro quarterback. That kid is that kid is really good. Uh, he is a great winner. That, that guy is a football player, and uh, Dino's got a heck of a team. They're going to be a tough out for everybody they play. Uh, their defensive line is, is good, but I thought we wore them down. You know, I thought at the end of the game we we just wore them down. Yeah, see, that's just uh, some of the respect that you can see just between. I mean, I, I've listened to both press conferences between Dabo and Dino, and they both have mutual respect for each other. And, and the two last two years, the way these games have been played and everything like that, it's just. I mean, when you listen to to, to to sometimes coaches or sometimes people, they say things, but you really don't. You know, yeah, they're just saying it. When when Dabo said that about Syracuse being a tough out for everybody, like the way he said it, like that's a honest. You know, like. 
he wasn't just saying it because he likes Dino or just to say it, you know? So, yeah. And uh, well, th- the other thing is, is it's true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, there's, a, there's some people that still doubt us, even our own fans. So it's still going to be Syracuse. Right. Right. But I think, I think the tides are turning on that uh, train of thought, but there is, you know, Clemson was our prob- our toughest game at Clemson, uh, number three ranked team. That was our toughest yeah. game of the year. Not that things yeah. are going to get like dramatically easy. There's going to be some good competitive games, but the yeah. way they played Clemson, you got to be able to look at it and say, you know, Syracuse can beat anyone left on the schedule. And yeah, y- y- you know what I'm saying. I mean, if you can well, go yeah. to Death Valley like that, and you can be competitive like that, as long as they stay healthy, which is another positive coming. I know Long Snapper is out, but which sucks. But still, I, yeah, but I mean, I see relatively. Your point. I mean, the, yeah, so I mean, the next, the next most competitive game on our uh, on our schedule is Notre Dame at what Yankee Stadium. Yeah, second before so, last game, neutral side. Yeah, yeah. So that that right there, and I mean, like you said, if you go to Death Valley. You know, and you play like that. Now, granted, the way that we play might not be the best suited for outdoor game in November, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but you know, that's if if you're a Syracuse fan, like you said, you can look at that game and say we could beat anybody left on the schedule. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Well, wrapped up. There's a lot of good good positive things to pull out of that game. A heartbreaker for sure. A missed opportunity. But they went in there. They gave them hell. And we won't hang our heads about it. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right, it's time for fan feedback. This is my favorite segment each week. So this is how it works. You go to at Cuse Militia on Twitter. You give us a follow there. I will always ask after the game for your thoughts. Uh, one thing, just a Twitter note real quick. We got two accounts. We're going to be merging those soon. And uh, I've already started the transition. So And I've went to the old account, and I've, I've followed everybody to bring them over. <laughs> that's, my, that's my invitation, if you will. So. Go there. Go to Facebook at Facebook, uh, Cuse Militia Podcast on Facebook. All right. So here's the first thing I want to go over. It's time to give away koozies. I love giving stuff away. And, you know, I even got more stuff. I got some decals I'm going to send out. Oh, Joe, did you get your package? Uh, I haven't checked the mail. <laughs> oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'll check it later. Oh, what a jerk. Jeez, I'm crow. Okay. So, D- D- look, go to I. if you listen on iTunes, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a written review. If I, re- if I read your review on the show, you get free stuff. It's easy. You don't have to do anything but, but rate us and review us. Okay, from D Snake. Look, this is how easy it is. D Snake. Okay, must listen, subscribe, don't miss an episode. How easy is that? How easy is that? Go ahead, do it, and um, we'll get you stuff sent. D Snake, email us, qsmilitia at gmail.com. And who was the one last week? I did not receive an email from John Jacob 0436. And I'm begging you to email me so I can give you stuff. So John Jacob 0436, if you're listening um, this week, go ahead, email us, qsmilitia at gmail.com. All right. There was a graphic for the AP poll progression. And it goes week by week. So you've got... The uh, preseason where SU is nowhere to be found on here. And I just want to do this just to give people an idea of the, uh, you know, maybe some people are like, oh, well, we almost beat Clemson. We should be in. Or we, we went 4-0. Oh, we should be in but last week, you know. Um, the second week, and when we were 2-0, and oh, nowhere to be found. Uh, the third week was when we beat Florida State, and we were nowhere to be found. Um, after that game, we... We started to pop up on the radar. We have to be around like 35 or something like that. I'd have to count it out. But the week after that, we moved up again. That was the week we got two votes. Then we got, what, five votes or something? Or no, it was two votes, 25 votes after 4-0. So going into uh, Clemson, we were bumped up to about, I'd say like 35. And then uh, yesterday when it came out, we're actually – 28th so we moved up 
our biggest move was after the loss to Clemson. So we're right there on the cusp. Uh, USF and Boise State are ahead of us. So according to this. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, at Kevin on CFB tweeted that out, and I happened to catch catch my eyes. So. Yeah, it's all about where you start. Right, right. You know, In other we words, started back so far. I mean, yeah. we weren't a we weren't a blip on the radar. Exactly. So exactly. it takes a little while. Right. Um, and then the poll for the week. I did a cheesy poll, but I think it works. Uh, the 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 spread for the game was twenty four and a half points when Joe locked in his his uh, bet, and I asked if Cuse was going to be able to uh, cover that, and eighty one percent said yes out of one hundred and eighteen votes. So there you go. Um, yeah, not bad. That's faith. I like seeing that Cuse Nation. I like seeing the faith there. <laughs> and a lot of points. So right, yeah, I know it's a ton of points. So um, all right. On Twitter, I did not read these yet, so I'm reading them for the first time. Let's see here. So I didn't get to pick and choose. And thank you, too, for going and doing this because uh, there's so many now, I don't even think we can get to them all, Joe, which it didn't used to be like that. In fact, no, in fact, not. In fact, it wasn't even close. So, no, 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 no. You used to write your own. <laughs> yeah, I did. I definitely did. I definitely did look for general comments on the game so oh yeah i mean general we ha- stuff now we get yeah. to pick and choose yeah now we get to do it right from our own stuff all the time so which is great uh at geo heater obviously disappointed but man we do have a football team it's amazing possible it's amazingly possible that we don't lose again this year uh if we can play that kind of game in death valley against that team we can beat anybody i agree uh defensive line looked great kendall coleman had a big day proud fan uh, yeah, Geo Heater. He always has got some good stuff to say. He's a high school yeah. kid too, man. I think he's like, yeah. uh, he's on Twitter. I think he's like class of twenty one or something like that. Um, hey, hey, he puts up good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, at Tony twenty one NY. Great game. Missed chances. Keep the hurry up offense going. Tigers D got into the game when the tempo slowed down. That's a good point. We talked about that, but we never specifically. It contributed it to that, but it's true. It, the tempo slowed down. They were taking a really long time in between plays, more yeah. than normal, and yeah, they were able to catch their breath more. I think uh, that you know, it's a good point. Uh, they were gassed the entire first half. Absolutely, they were a great game for Q's defense. Yeah, the Q's defense held up for most of the game. It's just right there when we really needed them to hang on. A couple plays, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, all right, this one's hard to read. A Jack. Jack Ryder Paris at Jack Ryder Paris. They keep improving every year and every week. Super tough place to play against the number three ranked team. Extend the man's contract. Yeah, a lot of talk. There was a little bit. You know, I saw all angles of the of the Babers discussion. I saw yeah. a hashtag going fire Babers. I mean, you got to be insane, right? You got to yeah. you got to be crazy to demand that guy's head after that game. That's insane. Yeah. That's Off insane. your rocker. Yeah, totally. Um, we've 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 seen the call for for Dungey to step aside for Devito. Mm. I, I disagree with that too. I got to say. I mean, no. I, you know, I just you know he's he's the man. He's the senior. And he's he's led the team, and as long as he's healthy, he should play. Uh, Richard on Facebook having a lead on the number three team in the country until the last thirty two seconds of the game is tough. But the team and coaches can take solace in knowing they can play and beat anyone on their schedule. Absolutely, uh, two more wins to be bowl eligible. I think we might have found a coach. See, there's the that's the difference. And uh, yeah. Coach G. Uh, piggybacked on that, uh, need money to keep them. And yes. they do. They got to come up with some money, and I don't think they're going to have a problem giving them the money. It's, no, they have it's to what figure they out where afford. it comes from. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Mark, uh, this defense got tired at the end of the game. Other than that, I don't see any reason why we can't go on another run. I was at the game when Cuse beat Nebraska. Oh, wow, in 84, uh, when they were number one, and I, and I would put – this one right up there. Well done, man. Hey, what about this, Joe? What do you think about if Syracuse, I saw a headline, I think it was from from uh, inside the Loud House, maybe? Don't quote me on that, but I think it was. Uh, 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 missed no, op- an opportunity of a lifetime, right? Missed opportunity of a lifetime. I don't know. What do you think? You think that win in Clemson, Death Valley going 5-0, and do you think it would have been, it would have ranked right up there in top three wins in Syracuse football history? Or what? <laughs> I don't know if it would have been top three in history, but I think because of if it was, it would be because of our circumstances of being able to go five and zero. 
I really think that right. and, and, de- I mean, be, and then beating Clemson, the top three team two years, the same one two years in a row. It's that kind of stuff. But realistically, if you go back in history, I'd be willing to bet that there's three more games that are more important than that. 80,122 fans, Joe. Yeah. No, oh, there's more. That's insane. There's stadiums that have I, more. Oh, but I yeah, know. did you see uh, that? Did you see the opening with all the fans? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Um, no, and we put up a good game. So Absolutely. Jake, ran out of gas, tough loss, a moral victory if there ever was one, but damn, tough to swallow. Yeah, I don't believe in moral victories, like I said, but I do think there's a lot of positive things to take out of it, and, you know, you just go from there. William, super proud of them. They played a great game. I can't wait to see them back home October 20th. That's after the bye week. After Pitt, then there's a bye week. Uh, mm-hmm. Amber, we're improving tremendously, but need a little more work. Hard loss, though. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, we're seeing the the trend here. Uh, Daniel yeah. got to play all four to win, especially in Death Valley. Lauren ran out of gas for sure, but let's be honest: who rushes the field after beating an unranked team? <laughs> uh, hashtag chill out. Hashtag ahead the whole time. Um, yeah, like I said, I believe they do that every game. I think they do when they win at home. But no, either way, it's you. silly, right? You, huh? you won't quote me. Don't. <laughs> hey, if anybody has not learned by now, don't ever quote me. Unless I say <laughs> you could quote me, don't ever do it, okay? Uh, Dana, damn good game, great effort. We would have won if we were home. Now, that's, you know, that's a quite – it could be true. It could be true. I don't, Should've, could've, would've. I don't know right exactly. If ifs and butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Patricia, great game, game, proud of the team. Matthew, uh, love having our most consistent kicker since Orlando Mare. Um, <laughs> Orlando Mare, yeah. yeah, he was yeah. a great field goal kicker for a while. Yeah, didn't he? Who, who, who did he play for in the NFL? Uh, majority it was Dolphins? Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And like I said, Schmidt is the shit. That's my. Yep. That's my. Uh, I'm gonna coin that. I think, maybe, probably. No, not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> um, uh, Sally, uh, there, but for a mental mistake, Lyman downfield, they are doing great this year. Yeah, he, yep. he could have come down to the one that one play because we don't know. We could have scored and went up by ten and left. There was just over what six minutes left when that happened. So. Who knows? Who knows what would have happened if that if we would not have gotten that penalty? That's that's what hurts is that yeah. one little thing, you know. Well, that's the timely little thing, you know. Right, right, yeah. Um, they played a hard game. I say they are still awesome. Great game, guys. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know um, it, what I love about Syracuse fans is is we get the we get all views, but there's all, always one consistent thing, and and I think it is that. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, as far as going into Death Valley and only losing by four points, as bad as it hurt. Yeah. Well, let's put it – I mean, no one – if you had expectations to win the national championship and go undefeated, sorry. Right, absolutely. So, but when you've got I – mean, when you can taste a win like that, Joe, and it's, it's – like it's, it's, it's tough, but at it's the end tough. of the day, there's so many people that probably thought we were going to get killed. Vegas had us at 24-25. Uh, we played them very, very tough. I mean, we played them at their place better than we played any other other really good team. LSU, NC State, Miami, Florida State, level Florida State, we almost won. But, yeah, those bigger teams that were ranked and stuff. Uh, so I think this just shows improvement and shows that, you know, we're not going to give up. It's just we ran out of gas. So Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Joe, Saturday, 1220, Heinz Field. Syracuse goes in to play Pitt. Um, I'm going to get to your my bookie pick first. I think we're going to do that. Uh, I don't know if it opened up at four and a half, but it's currently at four and a half. I think uh, it was like give, five and a half. I think I saw. Oh, really? Okay. They're they're giving the points to Pittsburgh. So, Joe, is Syracuse going to be able? Well, let's see. Where are you placing your bet? You go. I. <laughs> Yeah, this is difficult. It's a hard one. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right now, just because of the fact that um, a homer and Syracuse is covered, uh, and I think that the mentality of this team isn't a, oh, shucks, we lost, so let's just tuck our towel between our legs. And like, I think it's different. And just listening to some of the player uh, post game and Dino Babers, and, and I think they all knew 
that they left a big opportunity out there. And although it was unexpected, they're I don't think that they're gonna t- to let that deter them this year. Um, and you know, it started, it opened up five, five and a half, something. So that means that people are betting Pittsburgh and I can understand because Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh season's going in the, the, the pooper real quick. Um, so, but yeah, I'm going to go with just the fact that it's, it's only four and a half points. So it's Syracuse wins by five, then they get it. And, um, I think that, uh, they're going to come back, have the attitude to come back and not, you know, make it a trap game. They got a bye week after this, uh, this week, but Pittsburgh goes and plays Notre Dame after us. So, um, it's not going to get any easier for Pitt and this could very well be a, yeah, the game of the year for Pitt. Um, just because if they lose, they're going to go two and four, they're going to be playing against the likes of Virginia Tech and Duke and Notre Dame. So, um, it's going to be a big game for them. I think they are going to keep it closer than you'd probably expect, considering that they lost to North Carolina and got blown out by Central Florida last week. Um, yeah, forty-five, fourteen. I, I still, I still say that we go in and we beat them by the five points at least that we need, and um, we break that little. I saw something on Syracuse.com saying we haven't won a game in Heinz Field since uh, two thousand one. So. Um, 2000 2000 okay it was 2000 um either way yeah so haven't won there in almost two decades so i just think that this is the type of team that's gonna bounce back i think we had some some uh minor injuries and other than matt keller i think everyone else is going to be available for the game and um i think they're going to be uh i think they're going to to lay it down lay it down and give it to them to be perfectly honest with you. I think they're not happy with some of their performances. And I think I'd expect a way, way better uh, rushing performance from them. And uh, yeah, I think they'll, they'll, they won't blow them out, but uh, we'll put up some points and we'll win pretty easily. You probably have control of the game for the most part. All right. That's- well, will will Joe go six and no and is my bookie pick. We don't know. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see till Saturday. But what you can do in between is go to my bookie and join. If you join and you enter promo code QS, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. All right, promo code QS. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O K I E. And don't forget to use promo code QS if you're willing to deposit after seven o'clock. They will give you an extra $25 free play on deposits over $100. For that deal, you use promo code QS25, okay? You win, you get paid, plain and simple. No messing with Joey Bag of Donuts. You play, you win, you get paid. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Joe. Uh, Joey Bag of Donuts. All right, so Saturday at 1220 Heinz Field. Um, SU, they've played 73 previous times. This will be the 74th meeting. And um, we did beat them in the Dome last season, but, you know, uh, that's the Dome. It was a close game, too, by the way, 27-24. So uh, Pitt is 2-3 and three overall, 1-1 one one in the ACC right now. Uh, quarterback Kenny Pickett only has thrown for 743 yards in these five, first five games. Uh, I think uh, five touchdowns, four interceptions. So, um you know, they've given up 38 points or more, too, in all three of their losses. So, I yeah, mean, they're struggling. Yeah, they, they're struggling. Yeah, they, they average uh, giving up uh, 32 points a game. Um, and one of the bigger things, like I said, I mean, they average, they give up over 200 yards rushing a game um, on average, too. So, uh, they have been struggling, like you said. Um, the one thing that worries me is I did see. Uh, the one game on their schedule there where, yeah, they went to Central Florida. Central Florida's ranked 13th. They went to North Carolina and lost a shootout 38-35. Lost at home to Penn State, which all Penn State's a good team. Um, and then they obviously blew out Albany. But the one that I look at is their home game against Georgia Tech. Now, Georgia Tech's usually not a pretty – they're not an easy out. I mean, yeah, they have a unique offense. You know what they're coming to do and everything. But, I mean, Pittsburgh beat them 24-19. And um, it was a home game. And again, going by, you know, our record um, in the past 18 years at Pittsburgh, um, we don't fare too well. So and it could be easy for some people to look at uh, this last game and and think that Syracuse is going to falter, but or, you know, make some mistakes. 
Um, right. And a lot of people, again, like I said, look yeah. at it like it's Pittsburgh Panthers. You know, it's like the last game. It's like they have to win this game if they want to stay eligible because of the type of teams they're going to be playing. So I think it's going to be closer than what it probably would have been earlier in the season. But, um, yeah, I just think we have to worry about, like you said, Kenny Pickett, not really a big throwing team. Quadra Allison is, uh, has rushed pretty well. So Yeah, he's uh, think, got um, 404 yards and four scores on the season. Yeah, yeah. So I think if, I think that if we can score 30 points – and we can stop their ground game better than Clemson's. I, I obviously. think I think absolutely it's night and day. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not really comparable. I think it's just really whether or not, like I said before, um, that we have the the mental to come back from this past game and actually want to be there and prove a point. And I think that they do. Absolutely. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you look at the Clemson. Yeah, the, it was a huge opportunity. But now you have to look at the opportunity in front of you. Pittsburgh right now in North exactly. Carolina. Those those two teams are ranked the two worst teams in the ACC right now. Right, and hey, so, you just you you touched on something there. I just want to play um, what Babers had to say. This was today in his uh, press oh, conference. the Pittsburgh uh, press conference. Yeah, yep. Now, but I do know this. Okay, Clemson. We beat Clemson last year. I stood in front of you and told you guys it was going to be a championship team. They're going to be in the Final Four. I'm not sure if you guys believe me or not. Boom. They were a championship team, and they were in the Final Four. The big thing that Clemson did last year is they didn't let Syracuse beat them twice. And we've got to take a page out of that book, okay? They beat us once. They're a good football team. But we can't make that football team good enough to beat us twice. We need to lock in, refocus, and put all of our attention and all our energy into the Pitt Panthers, okay, because they're a good football team, and we're playing them at their place. That I mean, that's just it. You got in in Dungey, you know, he's a professional enough at this point to realize it's done. It's over. The last game is done. It's time to move on to Pitt. Let's focus on that and get ready. And I, I have no there's no doubt in my mind they'll be ready to play Pitt. And I'm not I think I'm not so. downplaying so. Pitt. I'm not downplaying Pitt. No, I'm, no, no, no. I'm I'm you know, I that's just where I think Syracuse is at right now, you know. Yeah. So and with their Eric Dungey's post game presser you could tell that he just felt like he left plays out there almost like he was just ready to go he said he he felt sick to his stomach so yeah um you know that he's going to be ready to go out there and, and prove something and again what babers was saying is uh i mean as syracuse fans you got to look at it like okay that was an opportunity but you have to look at our next three weeks like we have pittsburgh and north carolina like i said right now they're ranked the bottom hat well the last two teams of the in the acc so and those are our next two games. You have a chance to just go out there, leave it all on the line, show Pittsburgh what you're all about, and now you have a bye week to rest and get ready and prepare for a home game against North Carolina, which is the next worst team. So realistically, if they just focus and get get rid of this game and just get it out of their head, then there's no reason why we shouldn't be 6-1 and one and ranked three weeks from now, October 20th, October 21st, whatever it shall be. If we beat Pitt, Joe, if we go into Heinz Field and we beat Pitt, I got. I I believe we're ranked. Yeah, it all depends on yeah, what happens. Right. I know it depends on what happens to a couple of the other teams, but yeah, and the play, I guess too. Right. I mean, it's, well, and the thing, yeah. I mean, if we go out there and we blow them out, then that's a different story because that's right, making right. a that's making a statement. But right. if we go out there, so it's all circumstantial right, still. Really. It's all circumstantial, absolutely, because of um, how they look at Syracuse. And then right now, I mean, Pittsburgh really doesn't have a lot of respect. That's um, that's, it, that's true. I, you know, yeah. so if we go out there and we just eke out a win, then it's not going to look too good. Right. But if we, but then that's, if a, we that's go five on, wins, though. So we only need one more, which I think we can get to be bowl eligible. But realistically, that's the in, goal. My, in, in my eyes, if this team is different than any team that we've seen in the past couple of years, decade, whatever, if this team is different like – it seems to be, then there's no doubt in my mind that come the end of the day, October 20th, three weeks from now, then we should be 6-1 and one and ranked and already in a bowl. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> so, yeah, well, hey, I love that prediction. And Joe, I don't know if you guys have picked up on this or not, but Joe, I mean, uh, uh, he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. So if I ever have questions, honestly, I go to Joe. So if you have questions, you can too, actually. Just- what? 
<laughs> just, <laughs> just seats tweet. taken. <laughs> no, for real though. Um, yeah, I do no. put a lot. I do put a lot of trust in Joe. Obviously, Joe's the more analytical guy on the show, and um, I trust what he says. So he, I put a lot of I put a lot of faith in what he says. He said he had a funny feeling about Clemson. They almost eked out that win, and he he said it a hundred times. I wasn't even going to bring it up, but. Um, Joe, you're good at that stuff, man. Don't blush. I see you blushing. It's okay. It's okay. Stop. Even even his even his head's turning red. Look at come it. on. It's a red shirt, Sean. <laughs> all right. So, all right. We'll go play Pitt. Then we'll go after after Pitt going into the bye week. Just so everybody knows, because we're we're this show is running over, which I apologize for. Maybe someone some of you like it. I don't know. Going into the first week of the bye. Um. We'll do the pit post game, and then the following week, we'll do the uh, pregame for UNC. So, does that sound good, Joe? Do you want to do it like that? That sounds good to me. All right, well, sounds we'll, like we'll, we'll we do that like with that. Uh, maybe uh, sprinkle a little bit in a maybe some. We'll try maybe some, we'll, Sy- some Syracuse orange, maybe maybe some orange basketball preview. You know, you never know. Oh boy, never too early for now that. You're, now you're stressing me out. Uh, all right, all right, all right. No, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. But we got oh, we've got season's coming up fast, buddy. I know it's crazy, right? It yep. is. It is. They're already practicing, and um, the football season has just been going so good that I really haven't thought a ton about it, and I haven't been reading as much as I probably should. So I should probably get on that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I do know they're practicing, and um, I am very excited for Syracuse basketball. So. Um, all right, Joe. Any final thoughts? Anything? Anything? Going once, going twice. We got strong showing at Clemson. I'm I'm glad that uh, that we didn't tank it, and oh, hopefully yeah. we're we starting to uh, gain a little bit more respect uh, from the nation as far as being more than just a basketball school. So, absolutely. In the words of the great Eric Dungy. So, um, that's it. That's it. Thank you for everybody who participated in the. Um, in the, um, uh, the fan feedback. Thank you, Joe. And yeah. uh, thanks for uh, Justin Page for bringing us on uh, CNY Central. That was awesome. I hope we get to do that again. It was a great opportunity, and uh, we got our caricature mugs up there on Channel 3 and 5 and 530 News. So, hey, you know, it was a great opportunity, and we appreciate that. So that's it for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. This has been the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. Be heard. Contact us on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and tweet at us using hashtag Q's Militia. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 